0: welcome to propane fitness podcast 25 and if you're listening to this on iTunes we're also on video in our little matching shirts as well
1: on a sofa now yep so uh next level
0: <laughs> so hope you can uh, enjoy us in multimedia 3D so, isn't it 3D th- 3D yeah you can get those glasses can't you so um, yeah if
1: you get the glasses we'll be we'll actually be in the room with you so you need to get them with the uh, branding. Incidentally, before before we start the podcast, if you do want to buy your own Propane Fitness t-shirt, they are available on the website and there'll be a link below in the the show notes, Um, which segues me nicely to the next point, which is that if you're driving and listening to this on iTunes and you can't see the Propane Fitness t-shirts and think we sound like idiots, then don't worry. On the website now, Along with the podcast, every week we'll be posting show notes, links to anything we discuss, um, links to anything interesting that, that we end up talking about as a result of us sitting on a sofa and speaking. So that will be emailed to you if you're, if you're on our email list, email list. If you're not on our email list, then make sure you get on our email list and you'll receive notifications every week of the podcast. So I'm going to stop interrupting Yousef now and we're going to get on with the, the main subject.
0: Manage to escape the the comments about green trousers as well so
1: <laughs> oh yeah um, and you saw us wearing green trousers <laughs>
0: see the thing with green trousers is they actually create the optimal hormonal environment for maximum fat loss and muscle gain so especially combined with a propane t-shirt i'd recommend um the two and there's a great synergism between them so give that a shot let us know how you respond to that
1: i'm working my way up to green trousers i get i get laughed at in public for my normal blue jeans so I can only hope one day to be to be on the greed level with you, so You've got
0: to progressively overload it, but once you're there, you can just winning. smooth sailing. So today's podcast is about stubborn fat. So we, um, we asked you guys what you want us to answer, and uh, we're going to run through different questions. So this one is, how do I get rid of stubborn fat? And um, particularly around the lower abdomen, some people find in their legs as well, and little bingo wings too. So... Um, Johnny, do you want to talk about your difficulties? My experience?
1: Yeah. That's a useless way of saying that I I have stubborn fat, I think. Um, So my my experience with this goes back several years now, and it was the first time I tried to diet to a level of full abs lean. Um, And the experience I had was I would get lean arms, legs, upper chest, shoulders, um, striations, vascularity, the works, but I'd still have some fat around my lower abdomen, around my belly button, basically. Um, and being the kind of over-analytical, obsessive person that I am, led, this led me to believing that that was a result of my hormonal environment. I thought it was because I, my cortisol ratio was incorrect, and I ended up doing things like um, <laughs> certain kinds of fat burners, uh, wrapping, uh, wearing like, Under Armour, around to increase blood flow to the area and then doing fast cardio with a certain interval training cadence first thing in the morning Um, I would try fasting for longer periods of time because I thought that the hormonal release as a result of fasting would help with the um, it was the noradrenaline release that would improve the amount of stubborn fat that I could lose I also went and got biosignature testing which we'll discuss a little bit later on but that that revealed or confirmed what I was worried about was that um, my hormones were leading me to be unable to lose stubborn stubborn fat around my lower abdomen. So that diet kind of came to a came to an end, and I, I gave up on it pretty much. And it wasn't really until a few years later where I ignored most of that stuff, um, reduced the level of, of bog down that I was involved in, and just decided to keep dieting, and just just continue to to chip away do the same things um, on a consistent basis, and I eventually got, got lean enough without worrying about what my cortisol was doing or taking, I forget the name of the fat, fat burner. Hot Rocks. That Hot Rocks was, the, was what it's called, but it had something in it.
0: Yohimbine?
1: Yohimbine. Yep. Medical degree. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so that, well, in clinical trials, I think has been used to um, instigate panic attacks. In in patients, so you can imagine, sort of already in a pretty, pretty stressy, calorie restricted, uh, shaking in the morning, fasted, doing cardio in a in a commercial gym at like 7 a.m. before a day of lectures, and then I take something that is used to create panic attacks. I'm not I'm not the best person to be around. So
0: great combination. Yeah, Um, that story encapsulates quite a lot about what we want to talk about actually, and the stuff that johnny mentioned so there is a there is a physiological basis for people carrying different areas of stubborn fat and i'm going to explain that briefly and then tell you why you don't need to worry about it so um the in in fat there are alpha and beta cells alpha cells are slightly more um lipolysis resistant and so uh, lyle mcdonald talks about this quite a bit and he says that in uh, particularly lower abdomen and stubborn areas, you have a higher density of alpha cells, which mean that the, that area is not really prioritised for fat loss. As well as that, you have areas that have more blood flow will lose fat faster than areas with less blood flow. So for women, you'll often find that the bingo wings are quite cold, and so they're not always the first priority for where fat is lost from. Um, visceral fat, which is the fat behind your abdominal wall and around your organs, is usually the quickest to go, and uh, that's kind of when you see fat middle-aged men with a power belly. A lot of a lot of that will be visceral fat that's kind of pushing pushing uh, their abdominal wall out as well. So that'll always go first. It's very well vascularized, and uh, the reason for taking something like yohimbine is that it will accelerate that, uh the the fat loss from those areas Now, trying to play around with hormonal levels to try and influence these on a subtle level with things like biosignature is not very well substantiated and if you look at Menno Henselman's, I think it's Bayesian bodybuilding he's got a fantastic um, just ripping apart of the, (laughs) the idea of biosignature so if you're interested in that and the science behind it and and why it's rubbish then definitely look into that but what we wanted to talk about is that, all these things aside, normally when we have anyone come to us that has stubborn body fat as a, as a problem, 95% of the time it's because they're just not lean enough for what they're trying to do. So if they're um, preparing for a physique or a bodybuilding competition, it's usually the case that they just need to diet for longer. Um, there are So there's that factor, there's just simply need to diet longer. And there's also, if abs aren't coming through, but the rest of the body is quite lean, that could also be, um, so for example with Johnny, when he diets down, he'll get feathered quadriceps (laughs) and vascular glutes before abs start to show, and partly that's just because of how deep the abs are. Now the rectus abdominis, which is the main visible abdominal muscle, has just got strings of tendons or ligament? Tendons. Yeah over the... Uh, I should know that, that's embarrassing. <laughs> uh, so, um, over the the muscle, and that's what creates the the little abs. Uh, a bit like when you have a roast of meat and you put the strings over the top, and so it bulges out. Some people just genetically have not as deep abs, and so um, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. I mean, obviously the abs are like any other muscle, so you can always hypertrophy them by just training them more. But there's a limit to how, how much that's going to happen. For me, I'm quite lucky, and unlucky in some ways, in that when I when I get fat, it kind of grows evenly, but I still have visible abs up until um, I've not really... I, I'm not convinced about the accuracy of any kind of body fat testing, apart from DEXA scan, which I've not had, but um, I'd say you know, 15 know 15, 18%... Most, abs, of, most of the year. Most of the time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, abs are, are visible, and usually that's because well that, that that's just because my my abs are quite deep, whereas with Johnny he's got the opposite and that's why the rest of his body will be quite lean when the yeah. ab's still on there
1: yeah and there's a there's a large psychological element to it as well in the sense that when you start dieting, assuming you're standard you know gym obsessed male you start off around fifteen percent body fat and you want to reach a level where your abs are visible initially progress will be fairly linear you know you'll see half a kilo to a kilo of drop in weight per week, and that'll continue for maybe 10, 12 weeks, and then things start to become less linear. Body fat, The rate of body fat loss will slow, and so that naturally leads you to the conclusion that something is not being optimised, something needs to change, and then you start finding yourselves in the the deepest, darkest corners of the internet, reading articles that prescribe all kinds of weird cardio protocols and supplement regimes.
0: At the time, you're emotionally vulnerable as well, and you're just wanting something to be... They,
1: They just you know, usher you into their little <laughs> room and, and whisper all these weird things in your ear and you end up, you know, spending £100 on T-Nation supplements and... And
0: broccoli extract.
1: And all kinds of things, things yeah. What so. was
0: it? Uh, indole 3 carbonyl was something that... <laughs> um, that's one of the one of Charles Poliquin's um, oh, supplements see. that... That
1: was, they give you after a biosignature. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, was that, I think that's for fat on the back of the hamstring. Uh, of course, yeah. On the calf, because cool. obviously that responds more to um, concentrated broccoli the than... Fat,
1: the fat that everyone notices.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Um, so yeah, there's that element of psychology to it, and then there's also simply that when it starts getting difficult, that's when you enter the phase where the last, uh, the last sort of pieces of body fat are going to start to strip away. Everybody's going to inherently have a part of their body that will lean out last. That's just the way it has to be. You know, you, it's very, very rare that you see somebody lose fat evenly across their body. That could be to do with genetically where they're more predisposed to store the fat, and then it it reverses itself in the same direction so you end up with if you gain fat around your hips first that may be the last area to go if you gain fat around your stomach first that may be the last area to go but when it's into that phase where it's really you're really having to dig deep your mind and your body are fighting you you're hungry all the time food focused etc that's the phase where you need to keep pushing to really get to the level of leanness that you're probably looking for and that's why again most people tend to revert to the mindset of well there must be a quicker Easier magic solution rather than just I have to keep doing this because it's so unpleasant, and that's it's an article. It's stuff stuff that I've discussed in articles about how getting that lean is provides false economy in the sense that when you're that lean, you can never really appreciate it, and it's actually an extremely unpleasant experience. So unless you're somebody like Yousef who can just hold full abs all year round without without too much of a without too much difficulty. Um, losing the the last levels of of stubborn fat can actually be quite an unpleasant experience.
0: So this isn't something that I wanted to really mention in the podcast just in case it gets misinterpreted but I think we have caveated with 95% of people just need to lose more fat and gain more muscle (laughs) effectively (laughs) Um, and sometimes that may not be to do with just training your abs more specifically it could be just overall gaining more mass and uh, often if you have someone who let's say average height, male, five foot eight, weighs 68 kilos and doesn't have full abs despite being quite lean, then I wouldn't recommend that they continue dieting or that they yeah. drain their abs. They sh- if they gain 10 kilos of, of lean mass or 10 kilos of weight actually, in, so they're up to 78 kilos and then they cut, they've got a much higher likelihood of having full abs. And at the end of the day, the problem isn't the stubborn fat, the problem is they want visible abs. Um, yeah. Now, for that 5%, which is the people who have already gained enough muscle mass, already quite lean, already been dieting for quite a while, and um, still have... Uh, and I'm talking about abdominal fat specifically because that seems to be the most common one. Um, it's only really the uh, the sort of higher-level bodybuilders that are worried about the, the fat on their knees and stuff. But, um, so, yeah, for lower abdomen, that's when... Um, the you know the rest of them is quite lean that's when you start to look at things like cortisol and uh, I'm not before we get misinterpreted I'm not saying um, cortisol is the reason that you've got yeah but um, if someone is stressed all the time and obviously that's the dieting is going to be an additional stressor on that that's when starting to ease off a little bit on the diet focus on stress management sleeping better um, meditating those kind of things is then going to possibly have an impact but it's really a last last-ditch thing and it's not gonna make a a huge difference it'll just be the final touches on the physique so i just want to really clarify that um, the majority of all of this just comes from gaining muscle losing fat
1: <laughs> simple in, rules in that order yeah simple rules for dramatic results that's all this it says is the old T shirts. <laughs> um, yours, yours will have simple rules, dramatic results,
0: <laughs> not high octane fitness and nutrition.
1: Yeah. Well so it's the the great analogy of it's the cherry on top of the icing, on top of the cake, you know, it really is the last one percent worry about this kind of thing. And I think the the, the point you sort of touched on of the 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 where the, the place where the question is coming from is not I actually I'm really concerned about the stubborn fat, it's that I want to attain a level of leanness so that I look a certain way so that my forecasted view of what my life might be like when I'm that lean becomes my reality and that's a much deeper, darker psychological path that we're not going to go down now but I think for most people when they get to the point where dieting starts to become really unpleasant and you start to find yourself looking for solutions for things like this that's probably the time to take a step back, reassess and maybe pursue another goal for a while and you can always come back to pursuing leanness in the future. It's not like if you don't get to fill heath levels of body fat for your holiday in three weeks' time, anything's going to happen. It may even worsen your holiday if you end up kind of getting there and you're really hungry, really food-focused, and not able to just enjoy yourself. Surrounded
0: by buffets and not being able to touch it.
1: Yeah, you en- you end up just gaining the weight plus some back again. So, so I think yeah, the summary is you need to be at a level first where the muscle mass allows you to display the level of leanness that you're looking for, and then it's a question of consistency of basic principles over a long enough period of time until you reach the level that you want to get to. And if things start to get difficult in the interim, that's maybe a time to take a step back or stop the process. But in terms of is there a solution to stubborn fat, we don't think so.
0: No. So I think that's that question answered for podcast 25. If you enjoy these, uh, we'd really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. And every month we pick the best review and we send them a propane t-shirt. So give that a shot.
1: And And there'll be show notes for this podcast, links to anything we've discussed, like Bayesian bodybuilding, for example, um, posted on the website at the same time as this podcast. And if you're on our mailing list, you'll get an email notification as well.
0: Lovely. Speak soon.
1: Speak soon. Bye, guys. I've just realised that when because we're because we're more aware of the camera, we're probably doing it to the camera. <coughs> That's okay. Rather um, than